Hi, MH. Welcome with us in this interview. Hello. Thank you. It's, it's my pleasure. Okay, so you're here with us today to talk about your experience with mental health, how you see it, how you manage to like go through your sufferings and the solutions you present for people suffering from it in your country. So first of all, what about you tell us more about yourself, where do you come from, your age, your hobbies? Okay, um, I'm 19. And I'm from Morocco. Okay. Um, well, I really like. Yeah. I I really like traveling, hiking, um, discovering the world. I I'm so passionate about um, creating social interaction with people, meeting new people, talking to them, having new experiences. And at the same time, I really like um, coding, programming. I like writing and. Um, actually, writing was my therapy to heal. Uh, oh, mm -hmm. so, yeah, that's pretty much what I can say about myself. Okay, so what about you telling us now about your experience with mental health? Like, did you... Come on, just talk. <laughs> okay, 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 I'll, I'll make it easier. Um, I'll start with um, how it happened to me okay. and when I discovered that I was mentally ill mm -hmm. and then what did I do and all the attempts I, I, I did to to get through through to get through my yeah. my obstacles yeah so okay. the first thing uh, I was I was a really really shy girl when I was very young um, I was I was alone I didn't have uh, any siblings at the, by that time so uh that was kind of a an atmosphere that didn't let me to talk to people to have a lot of interaction i had struggles when i went to school i couldn't have friends i've, I've been many times asking my mom to go with me and look for a friend for me and she did i was really struggling with talking um with my family members with people, with friends, with teachers. But I was kind of a nerdy girl. Like, I was studying a lot. And this, I'm not going to say this helped me. It helped me academically. But, like, personally, um, it, it didn't let me to see my flaws. I was all studying. Like, I'm telling you this about the course of my life since um, uh, when I was four until I was 16 maybe. So this 14 years period was kind of a hard period for me and I didn't know, I didn't realize this. Uh, I, was, I was always alone. I preferred to read in books. I preferred to read books just to stay by myself, to, um, to study and actually do everything I can to get good, good grades. So I succeeded, that's true. But at the same time, I didn't pay attention to myself. At the age of 11, um, things started to happen in a really, really weird way. Um, my, my dad was trying to like, treat me in a different way. Um, I, I forgot to mention that I was, uh, I was really abused when I was very young, uh, like with violence and such. So that was 
even harder for me. I couldn't, I couldn't say no to it. I couldn't tell my mom uh, that I don't want this anymore. And my mom knew, knew that I was, because my dad used to beat me every time about, um, about everything, actually. Like, if I, if I don't get a good grade, for example, even though that was rare, like, I, I used, as I tell you, to have good grades. Or, for example, if he saw me with someone, with a friend, even when I was in primary school, like, with a friend, a girl or a boy, he would beat me for that. He would beat me if I did something that, like basic things at home he didn't want me to do. He would beat me if I wanted to wear skirts. He would beat me if I, uh, if he told me to do something I forgot, like for really basic things. So at 11, things started to change. He was more affectionate. He was more, uh, I don't know, trying to get so intimate with me. And I didn't like that because at first, because he was used to beat me, I was really fearing him. I, I couldn't stand, um, because he's not living with us all the time. He's, he's, he's uh, working in another city. So when he comes at home, I used to feel really suffocated. It was humiliating, like kind of humiliation. That was for me um, like hell, going through hell. I used to live a standard, basic, normal life, like, we can call this normal when he wasn't for me, but when he was at home, I used to struggle a lot. I used to go actually through hell. I used to count days uh, of his vacation, like, oh my God, he's, he has one, one week left to go. He has two days left to go. Oh my God, three hours. Oh my God, three minutes. It was, it was actually like that every time, every time, every day, every year. Uh, and that was really hard for me. But um, let's go back to when he started to become intimate with me. Then he started to abuse me sexually um, step by step until I found myself in a dramatic, tragic situation. He told me he used to actually um, abuse me sexually every day whenever he's at home, whenever there's no one around. And I, I couldn't understand, understand the things that were going on at first. I was like, what is it? What is it going with me? Is this going to last? Is this normal? Um, why is he telling me not to tell my mom? But when he did, when he like actually tell me, don't tell your mom uh, explicitly, um, he told me, okay, if you, if you don't tell your mom, I'm going to give you um, 200 dirhams, and I felt so bad. It was pain, a lot of revulsion. It, it was really extremely, extremely bad. I used to pray God and, and say, I wish he stops. I wish he removed his hand from my body. I just want his hand to, I want, I wanted him to get away. Um, so yeah, basically that was my struggle when I was when I was a teenager. It lasted for three years at the point that whenever I'm studying, his coming next to me and asking me what I do, like you know, what do you do? What's this? And discussing with me, um, scientific ideas and things like this, and I didn't like it. 
I really didn't like it. I used, I used to feel disgust whenever he's around. And all I wanted by that moment is that he would stop doing all what he's doing for, to me, that he will stop existing in my life. I wanted to go somewhere far away, even from my family and not see what, I'm, what I was going through anymore. So one day I was like, okay. Um, and like, let's note that whenever he was studying, helping me with studies and asking me questions and stuff, he, he used to um, underestimate me. He used to tell me, even though I was doing really great, he was always telling me, you're stupid, you're like, that was really hard for me. And um, at one moment, I, I wanted to do it by myself. And I was like, okay, I have an exam. I'm not gonna tell him that I have an exam. And that was a huge deal, by the way, like not telling him that I have an exam or that I'm preparing for an exam. It's a really huge deal. He's gonna pay me for that. So I, I decided not to tell him and I got a really amazing grade and I was happy with it. But after some weeks, he, he asked me, didn't you have an exam? And I was like, no. He said, why? It's too late. Like you should have, you should have had an exam by now. And I was like, no, I didn't have an exam. I'm not going to ask the teacher and tell him, why didn't you um, set up an exam for us? He told me, okay, I'm going to go and ask her. That was the point when I decided to tell my mom because I was I didn't decided to tell her about the abuse I just decided to tell her to seek help because I didn't know what what to do if he went to the school and asked the teacher even though I think this is really inappropriate um I I will be I will be really in in trouble so I told my mom uh and know that um uh, I'm an allergic person, so I had I had an allergic crisis by the moment, and I was really sick. And I called my mom when we was when we were alone and told her that I had an exam, but I didn't tell him about the exam. Uh, he, she was like, "No, why did you do this? Like this is gonna make you into a lot of troubles." I said, "I know, but this is why. I don't know how how." I pronounced all those words, but I told her. And I felt really ashamed. I, I wanted to be invisible. I didn't want myself to, to exist anymore. Like those looks of my mom, even though she was in pain, she she was she was in pain because she did she didn't know and she didn't want her, her daughter to be in that situation. And she was uh, surprised and shocked by what I just told her. And um, she was really crying and telling me, I don't know what to do. I don't know how, she, she was really, really um, confused. So I told her and I, I was begging her not to tell him because if she told him, uh, that, would, that would be a huge, a huge mess for me. And for her and for my, my siblings, uh, because I had siblings after that. So, um, he came to the home. My mom was really, really angry and she was really sad. And uh, I had to go to the doctor because I was, as I said, sick. So that was at night. So we went, um, I was really crying and my eyes were hurting me. 
and I just wanted to make him think that I'm only sick and there is nothing else other than that. Because between us, we didn't used to talk about what he was doing to me. We, was, we used to take it normal, like nothing is happening. I have to endure the task that is thrust up in me, go and like go with the flow and just accept it. Don't talk about it anymore. I couldn't, even if I had the opportunity, I couldn't talk to him about what he was doing. I couldn't say no. I couldn't even show him that I was crying. I, I used to wipe my tears secretly. So when we met a doctor, the doctor was like, you're, you're sick, but like your situation is not about the allergy. Like there's nothing with this. You have something else. And he was, he was talking to me privately, telling me, if there is a problem with you, just tell me. I could like switch to the task to another to another doctor. I I can help you. I can talk to your parents. I was like, no, I don't want to talk. I don't want to say anything. I'm only sick and I feel tired. So he went to my parents and he asked them, does she have a problem? My dad talked and he said, yes. Her problem is that he she studies a lot. She spends all the day studying, doing nothing but studying. And he asked him about my grade and he said, she got 19 out of 20 as a general grade. And he turned to me and was like, wow, that's amazing. But you should rest, you should, you should do other things, find hobbies, do, do things, talk to your family. And I was feeling like I'm in a fairyland, people talking about things that no one can believe that I couldn't believe myself. They were talking about imaginary things because my problem was a really different story other than what they were claiming. Uh, he, he, he gave me um, medicine. Um, I think it was an antidepressant medicine. He told me that I have to go to a psychologist and that I have to take a certain type of medicine. So I was like, uh, my mom was sure that what I told her was true because the doctor talked about it. Like the doctor was like, she has nothing, like nothing is serious or dangerous with the allergy. There's other things that we don't know what is it. You have to figure out, you have to figure it out. You have to talk to your daughter. So we went home. I was sleeping um, in my room and upstairs there was my mom's room and my dad's, like my parents' room. And he, they were there. She told him apparently, and I heard him beating her. I, I heard those noises and heard all those things and I was crying. I, I, felt, I felt ashamed. I hated myself for what I did. I didn't want my mom to go through that. Um, I understood that he denied what he did and that he, he told my mom that she is telling him um, things he would never do and that is touching his ego and his uh, position as a father, whatever. And indeed, that was, that was, was the, the whole story. Um, after that, my mom talked to me. She tried, um, she told me that if he asks me, I should tell that he did nothing to me. And indeed, he asked me in front of her, did I did, do something bad to you? Did I ever do something that you didn't like? And I was like, no, you didn't. And he said, okay, go. 
um, to your room, and he was treating my mom like shit. He was treating her, treating her in a bad way. He was beating her all day long, and I was seeing that, and I felt so hurt. Um, by by that day, my mom tried a suicide, and she went to um, the doctor, and he went with her, and he was so scared. He was taking care of her, apparently, but like on the at the end of the day, he wasn't taking care of her to take care of her, or because she, he regretted what he did. He was just afraid because they were asking my mom, why did you try to, like at the hospital, they have to ask people who um, who are attempting suicide, why did, why um, all of this happened? So my mom didn't talk about it uh, because my dad is working, my mom is not. And my mom cannot have a, have a job, even though if she, if she got a job, it will be a really simple job that can't feed me and my siblings. That was our our biggest um, struggle. I struggled after that. Like he knew that I told my mom, so he stopped touching me. After three years of abuse, he stopped, but he was treating me even worse than what he did in the previous years. He was always um, preventing me from going outside. Like when I say going outside, I mean going to events, um, taking courses in other schools like theater or music or doing something, an activity that I want to do out, out, like, uh, out of the classroom. So uh, I felt really bad. I had, I had my peers that were, they were very happy. They were having a family. They were doing things. And I was so passionate about a lot of things, but I wasn't allowed to do them. I wasn't allowed to have friends. And at the end of this, I couldn't have friends because I've never experienced the feeling. I've never experienced what is it like to have a conversation with someone that you, that is your classmate or someone that you met at your school. Um, I was avoiding people. I was avoiding people because it was, it was not something that I used to in my, my comfort zone. And I didn't, talk to people because I was, I'm not going to say jealous, but I was ashamed because I was different. Whenever I talk to someone or I hear someone talking, saying, um, say my dad or my mom, or they're talking about a trip with um, their family, I used to feel really, really bad. I was, I was wondering why, why me, what, why all of this happened to me and why what should I do with this? What is the purpose? And I couldn't understand all what happened. I couldn't, I didn't have, we don't have sexual education. I couldn't understand my body or my needs or my feelings, or whatever it is. So that was the first phase of my struggle. After that, I was um, really passionate about things that I do uh, to the point that I wanted to do them secretly. I tried to go, um, there was a competition, uh, a public speaking competition, and my teacher chose me. And in order to participate, I had to go to the French uh, Cultural Center. So I went there and I met a lot of people, different kind of people, different kind of, of students. They were um, 
rich people and poor people, but what I, what I discovered is that those people did have a life and I didn't. And I felt so ashamed at the first, I still remember my first day. I wanted to be, I wanted to be visible. And I didn't know that I had a depression growing with me. Um, I went to the stage and talked. I think it was, I was so desperate. It was really bad, it was so stressing. It was my first time on the stage in front of 200 people, listening to me talking about a basic topic. But that was, that was really hard for me. Like, as I said, my first experience. So I, I once I finished, I took my back and I was like, okay, I have to go. This is not my world. I said this and I, 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 I took my bag and just went home. Um, by the time I didn't have any social media because I wasn't allowed to, um, um, I couldn't see the results. They published the results on Facebook. I had a phone, but he used to, to check my phone all the time to look into my files or everything and read my conversation with with classmates like the group the group classmates when we are talking only about studies he used to read those conversations until um a classmate who was participating too sent me the list of people who who were selected to the second stage and i was there i couldn't believe it i was so happy like that was my first my first try i was really really happy I I decided to I decided to go. I don't know, but I had I had a feeling telling me kind of my guts were telling me to go and um try to participate in the next stage, like the next stage of the competition. Maybe I can win or something. I was like, I just have to go for it because I was so passionate about the stage and talking to people like in front of people. But at the same time, I was afraid of it because I wasn't used to it. And I was, I was ashamed of myself. I thought that people, if they look at my face or if I talk to them, they will know what is happening with me. And I didn't want them to know. Um, that, that was illogical, but this is how I felt at the moment. Um, so I went there and I was like, There's, I have two choices. Either I will um, go but um, by the way, there were two guys who were really, really famous and they were excellent. Like they rocked the stage and everyone was uh, happy to be around them, talking to them, having conversation. And there was, when, when, I, went, when I went the second time, I met that guy. He, he was like accidentally sitting next to me. He was my age, but he was so social and so um, like fulfilling the experience he, we were having. And he talked to me, he started the conversation. I was really confused. That was so hard to talk to someone I don't know, or I barely know, I just heard of his name. I kept going on because I didn't want him to notice. I talked, he talked again, and I went to the stage. Um, I was prepared for uh, doing kind of a funny presentation. In instead of talking in a serious way and being really, um, I don't know, rough with myself. I wanted to go, not to go hard on myself. I, I tried to do this and I succeeded. 
that was I was really happy. Everyone was was talking to me after the the, the performance. They were telling me why you did is amazing. That was great. Uh, asking me about my name or just trying nice conversation. I was happy with that. But as I was going along with this, um, I I found out that like. I can't go out with those people. They were inviting me. Like it was kind of new relationships were um, created in my life, but I couldn't have um, the opportunity to go along to continue in these relationships. I knew that I only had the, the, the I only had the chance to meet them at the events. That's all. I, I didn't have the opportunity to go somewhere else or like from meet. They were inviting me to watch their presentation or um, to, to attend an event they were held in. They were really active people and they were so, so nerdy, so smart. But I couldn't, I, I felt that I belonged to them, but at the same time, I didn't. So I just stopped stop talking to them after the competition like I won but after that um, after a week it was the final stage and I was so happy for it I went prepared um, the night before I had um, mathematic olympiads in my school I, I went but when I was back home uh, my dad beaten me for because uh, I left my glasses and I had to take them with me. And I just forgot about the glasses. Like, actually I can't see without glasses. So uh, normally I use them. I just forgot and he was beating me. When I, when I went to the final stage, I was so desperate. I was so um, depressed. I was so sad. And I was looking at the people around me in a really um, desperate manner. I was like, I, I shouldn't have started this. I shouldn't have been here. I should have gone home and stopped all this experience. This isn't, this isn't the, be the best fit for me. I just have to stay home and do what my dad is telling me in order to avoid all these troubles. I'm, I'm with them and at the same time, I, I'm not, this is not my world. And everything got back to me, like even though I was making efforts. Um, I didn't win in the final stage and that was really heartbreaking for me. I was really sad and I got along with life. I stopped, like I didn't have any, um, anything by that time. I was studying languages, doing a lot of things at home, only at home with my computer. Um, and until uh, my first um, junior year, I think, my, the 11th grade. At the 11th grade, I was extremely depressed. That was the, like, um, the most dangerous phase of my depression. I used to cry a lot. I used to, um, like, I, I didn't have confidence, self-confidence or self-esteem. I used to feel that everyone was better than me that I shouldn't live. I wanted to suicide a lot of times, but I couldn't. I was like, I, my mom, I was always thinking about my mom and my siblings. And maybe I wasn't 
I wasn't brave enough to commit suicide, but I wanted, I wanted so bad to suicide. And at that moment, I, I did understood that there was something going on with me, something wrong going on with me. I checked, I, I made a lot of research and I found out that I was maybe depressed. I started